Hi guys, and welcome back to the Meg Ryan podcast. My name is Megan, and unfortunately, it is just going to be me today. Uh, we had a little bit of a run-in with COVID, so we weren't able to get together this week, which is such a bummer, but that's okay. We're going to roll with it, and it's going to be good. It's going to be fine. Um, so as you can see from the title of this episode, today is we're going to be talking about my testimony. Um, and basically just the story of how I started following Jesus, why I started following Jesus and all of that jazz. So it is story time. So get ready. <laughs> all right. So let's get into it. So I'm going to take you guys back, um, all the way to high school ish. Um, in high school, I had a lot of friends. I had an awesome friend group. I, played sports. Um, so a lot of just like my identity and everything was really involved with sports and really involved with like those friends that I had in sports. And so I graduated from high school and I went to Endicott College in Beverly, Mass. And I went there for nursing, um, but mostly for lacrosse, <laughs> if I'm being honest. At that point in my life, that's really what I cared about more. Um, and so I was a freshman at Endicott and to be honest, I struggled a lot. Um, I just, it was kind of the first time in my life that I felt like I didn't fit in. And that was really difficult for me because coming out of high school, like I just, I had always fit in. I always had friends and I always played sports and it wasn't really anything that like crossed my mind. And so coming into Endicott, I really just my freshman year, I felt like I didn't fit in. I had a few really, really amazing friends and they know who they are, um, from Endicott, but yeah, I just wasn't super happy. Um, I really started to just question kind of my identity and who I was and kind of where I was placing that identity and where I was placing my self-worth. And I didn't really know where to place it, um, at that point. And so, um, I think that maybe not for everybody, but I think that this is something that's pretty common around that age. And so I just remember in the most like non morbid way, I was just like, why am I here? Like there has to be a deeper meaning because in my mind, and I think this is kind of like hard to explain, but freshman year of college, it was almost like, what standard like am I trying to live up to? Because in my mind, freshman year of college, it was so much like it was a college party scene, obviously. Um, and it was a lot of just like, how good can you look on the weekends? And like, how much alcohol can you drink? And like all these things. And and. I wasn't super into the party scene, um, in college, but, and I will say like, I don't, I don't judge people that are, and I'm not necessarily saying that like those things are terrible things. Um, but I was like, okay, but there has to be something like more, like there's a deeper meaning here. And I was just kind of, those were the questions that I was asking myself. Um, and so anyways, um, that kind of went on for a while, um, for that whole year I stayed at Endicott, um, before I decided to transfer, um, nursing was getting really difficult. And although I am like, I was a good student, 
um, throughout like high school and even in college, it just like takes me like I can do it. And, but it takes me a little bit more time usually. Like I just need more time to study than I would say the average person does. And I did really well in nursing school, but it took up a lot of my time. Anyways, um, I decided to transfer and I think that I decided to transfer and it also lacrosse was becoming too much, um, with nursing. And so I decided to hang out my cleats and be done with lacrosse which was really, really difficult for me because ever since I was really in middle school and then all throughout high school, I was like, I just want to play college lacrosse, which I did. And it was a really good note to go out on. We won the conference championship and we went to NCAA. So I was like, you know, like there's a time, then maybe it's now. Um, And so I did that and that was, that was hard. Um, But I think even more so than just quitting lacrosse, it was like, okay, now even more, I'm like, okay, well, I can't put my identity in that. So like, where even is it? Like, who am I? It was almost like the idea that everyone is like, oh, like find myself. Like I have to find myself. Like that was kind of like what was going on in my mind at that point. Um, And so anyways, after my freshman year of college, it was 4th of July. So that summer after freshman year. And I was 19 at that point. And I was on Lake Winnipesaukee with one of my really good friends from high school and actually a couple of my really good friends from high school. And we were at a sandbar and we were all just like hanging out. Um, We were on like her parents' boat and then we were like playing Frisbee and stuff like that. And I hear somebody say, Megan. And I'm like, oh gosh, like who is that? And my friend from high school, another friend from high school named Georgian, she came running over to me and gave me the biggest hug. And Georgian, she, I actually, I had asked her if I could use her name in this podcast. So she knows that I'm talking about her. Um, and Georgian had always just been, we had played soccer together in high school and Georgian had always just been like one of the happiest people that I've ever seen and that I've ever met and ever come in contact with. And she's so funny and just, she's just such a bright light. And so, um, I think in high school, like we got along really well because we kind of like bounced off of each other's energy. Um, but anyways, I had known that she had started following Jesus and that like she went to church and like all that stuff. Um, but I didn't know, I didn't know really anything further than that. But when she came up to me that day and she started talking to me, like something was different about her. It wasn't just like happiness. It was joy. Like she was joyful and so full of energy. And I just, there was something different about her. And I hadn't seen her in a while um, because she had graduated, I think like one or two years before me in high school. And so I hadn't seen her in forever. Um, And so mid conversation, I just like stopped her and I'm like, I'm sorry, but like, like, <laughs> I was like, what is like different about you? And I was like, you are so happy. And um, the friends that I was with that day, like we were all talking to her and they said the same thing. They're like, you are just so joyful. Like there is something different about you. And she said, it's Jesus. And so then she goes on to kind of tell us a little bit about her story and her testimony Um, Because she had not always been um, a follower of Jesus or a Christian. And at this point, I kind of, I should have said this in the beginning, but at this point, neither had I. Have I, like, I didn't grow up in a Christian household. My family is absolutely incredible. 
Um, but I was not raised Christian. Um, I didn't, wasn't in a Christian household. We didn't go to church. And so I didn't have any exposure to that. And so anyways, um, Georgianne just, we were talking to her that day on 4th of July and she said, you know, um, there's this Bible study. You should, you guys should come, you should come. And I was like, okay. And so I was talking to her a little bit longer and my other friends kind of went off because I knew her better than they did. And so we were kind of just still catching up and, um, she had invited me to that Bible study. And so anyways, um, I said, bye, kind of the day went on and I like could not stop thinking about it. And cause I think there was just this deeply rooted feeling in me that it was just like, where do I put that identity? Where do I put that worth? Like it was just a continuing hole, I guess, in my soul. <laughs> it sounds so deep, but it truly, truly is. And um, so anyways, um, it took me a few weeks because I was so scared, like so scared to go to this Bible study. Um, because when I heard the words Bible study, I was like, I, in my mind, I was like, everybody knows like about the Bible. If I go, like, I've never even read the Bible. I don't know how to read the Bible. Like, I was so intimidated, like, did not want to go because I was like, everybody's going to have all this knowledge that I don't and it's going to be weird and whatever. And so finally, I think it was like two or three weeks later, I went and it was incredible. Um, a lot of people were kind of like sharing their stories of how Jesus had changed their life. And it was not this like scary, like let's open our Bibles and whatever. I mean, we did do some like Bible reading, but it wasn't this like intimidating, like making me feel less than like type of feeling because I didn't really know Jesus and it was amazing. Um, and so that night, um, after I left, like, I really just felt, I was like, wow, like I, like, I know that God's real. I know that. And I had always believed that God was real, but I had no relationship with him. And, and so anyways, um, that night we kind of had, we had music playing in the background, like while we were all just hanging out and it was like worship music, Christian music. And I'm very much, I love music and I am very much a lyrics person. So if there is like one line to one song that I love, like I will remember it. I will play that song over and over, even if it's just because I like that one line. Like I love lyrics to songs and the stories that music can tell and whatever. So anyways, there was this song that I played that night and it was um, Love Broke Through by Toby Mac. And that was kind of like the I remembered like a certain line from the song. And so when I went home that night, I, it was only like a 15 minute drive home. And I went to my Spotify and I looked up that song and I started playing it in the car. And it was so funny because so in the song, one of the lines is, um, it was just another summer night. It had to be the last thing on my mind when love broke through. And as soon as I heard that line and I was like driving, I started bawling. And I just said, you know what, God, I was like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know how to talk to you. I don't know how to pray. I've literally never read the Bible before, but I was like, I just want you to know that like, I know that you're there. Like, I know that you're here with me. And that was kind of the first time that I like felt like God, what like felt like God's presence in my life. And 
So that is not at all where the story ends. <laughs> um, so anyways, since that point, so that was like the summer after my freshman year, um, I went to church with Georgianne a few times. Um, I was still very like skeptical, very like not really sure about it. And Georgianne was in college at that point as well. And so after the summer, she went back to school. And so she wasn't around here anymore. Um, but at that point, I had gone to um, a church with her and I had met one of my now friends, Rachel, um, who I'm super close with to this day. And Rachel is a huge part of my testimony because I was very like one foot in, one foot out with Jesus for a long, long time. Just like really skeptical, not really sure if I like wanted that for myself. And I was just so confused for a long time. And Rachel never pushed me. She was always just there and invited me and was always very welcoming and all these things. So, um, so when I talk about her, that's who I'm, who I'm speaking about, um, so anyways, um, I was going kind of on and off to church, um, that whole year, honestly, I was going to Tower Hill Church, um, and I was so on and off, but it was great because every single time that I would go, no one would ever be like, where were you? Or what did you, like, it was never like that. It was like, oh, like, we're so happy that you're here. It always felt so welcoming. Like it always felt so right um, to be around like those people. So anyways, um, it was very much on and off. This was my like sophomore year of college. And so, um, at this point in my sophomore year of college, I had been dating, um, a guy since high school. Um, we had been dating for like three years ish at that point. Um, and he was in the military he went to the military after he graduated high school. And for anybody that is listening that might know who he is, um, I'm just going to do a little bit of a disclaimer. He is an amazing person. We walked through a lot of life together during that time. And I'm like, so thankful that, um, like God brought us together during that point of life. He was not the person for me, but, um, he is an awesome person. So like nothing that I say is against him or negative towards him. This is just a part of the story. So anyways, now that that's kind of over, um, so kind of during this time, um, of my like sophomore year of college, I started praying every night and I felt like I didn't really like feel much or like feel much of like God's presence. But, you know, I just started praying every night, even though I was like, I don't really know how to do this. I don't really know how to pray. But anyways, um, I did. And in that relationship, there was nothing really wrong, but it just like didn't feel right. And it just didn't feel like it just didn't, I, I wasn't sure if I like wanted that for the rest of my life. And if that was for me, um, so anyways, I started praying every single night about a lot of things, but every night I would say, God, like, if this is the man for me, then like make that evident. And if it's not, then please make that evident too. And in hindsight, if you have to pray for that long about like whether or not somebody is for you, they're probably not for you. (laughs) But anyways, um, besides the point, 
so I let's see sorry this story is so long it has so many parts that I have to like write notes about it because I will get on tangents about certain things <laughs> so I'm just looking back at my notes because I've done pretty good so far um so kind of at this point I was so one foot in one foot out with Jesus for a lot of reasons one I was scared um Two, I really felt like these people that were in the church and like people who like knew Jesus and who were Christian, like in my mind, they were like such this like elite group of human beings who I could never be good enough for and that I could like I was like they're like these perfect human beings and like if they knew like what I like the past that I have or anything like that. Like I, like I'm not as good as they are. And I will go into this later, but that is like so far from the truth. And I know that that is a feeling that is like very common amongst people that are kind of in the spot of like, they want to know Jesus or they like want to like get into the word or they like they want to have a relationship with God but like don't feel as though that they're like worthy enough of that um and so that was something that held me back for a very long time and another thing that held me back was um none of my friends or like my family or anybody was Christian or like had like a strong relationship with God And so I was so worried that if I were to do this, I like would lose my friends or I wasn't sure how my family was going to react. And also, again, was very far from the truth. But these were the fears that kind of held me back. And also, I was just kind of like skeptical of the whole thing. And so I wasn't fully convinced, but I was praying every night at that point. Um, So this (laughs) this is like a little part, too. Um, and still kind of during this time, I was still kind of like struggling with those same like worth identity. Like what is the deeper meaning? Why am I here? Like what it, like there has to be something more. And so the summer after my sophomore year of college, I decided I, I absolutely love to travel. It is like one of my passions and forever will be. Um, but the summer after my sophomore year of college, I really wanted to travel somewhere. And because I felt this need to quote unquote find myself, this is what I told my mom. And my mom was like, What like, what are you talking about? Like, what do you mean? But <laughs> I truly think it was because I was still so like I was still just struggling with identity and worth and like where to place those things. So I had to go find myself. So I actually went to Ireland by myself. I <laughs> when I was when I was nineteen. Yeah, I must I don't know, somewhere around there. Um, and I, so I went by myself, but I met up with a travel group. It was like a young person's travel group. And it was from people that were like people in the group were from all around the world. And it was the most, like, it was such a crazy like experience. It was amazing. Um, it was so much fun. Ireland highly recommend, but it was, um, Ireland was amazing, but it was also just really cool to get to know all these people from all around the world. And I just like value that so much because of the perspectives um, that they gave me and just the things I was able to learn from people who have a completely different life than I do. And that's something that I just value so much. But 
although it was an amazing experience um the point here is that i did not come back from ireland this that summer after my sophomore year and be like oh i found myself like i know who i am <laughs> and it's just it's just crazy so um yeah i went to ireland to find myself and didn't find myself there even though it was really fun um the company's i don't know if i already said it but the company's name is kentucky so if you're looking to go somewhere um highly 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 recommend anyways um september of that year i was back at school i was a junior at this point and um i was at tower hill one sunday in september um again very on and off um Rachel was still keeping in touch with me and we'd get together from time to time but I just wasn't fully convinced I was still dating um that same guy and still praying so anyways um at Tower Hill um at this church the they would do altar calls which um at the at the church was basically like if um the pastor was talking about something that day and he was like struggling with this or struggling with that um, during your life, it'd be like, okay, like if that's something that you struggle with, like come up to the front of the church and let us pray for you. And truly, I think that people praying for other people, especially if like they're not even close, if like they're, I want to say strangers, we go to the same church, you're not strangers, but um but it was just like one of the coolest experiences of like human vulnerability. Like it was just very, very cool. Um, and to have people be able to go to the front of the church a lot of times in tears and have people come up and be like, I'm, I'm going to pray for you. Even if you don't specifically tell me like what's going on, like I'm still going to pray for you because believe in the power of prayer and believe that, um, a thousand percent that God hears prayers and that he answers prayers. So, um, really cool thing, but Anyways, I was at the front of the church crying as per usual when I did go to Tower Hill because um, there was just like this real like this, like I talked about, like there was just this in my soul, there was just something missing. Like I just was so I wanted to like find myself, even though that's not like <laughs> I wanted to find Jesus, but <laughs> I didn't realize that at the time. Um and so, anyways, um, uh, this woman at the church, I'm not going to say her name because I didn't ask her if I could use her name. Um, I should have, but that's okay. Um, this woman at the church came up behind me and put her hand on my shoulder and just started praying for me. And um, she just said, like, oh, like, I don't know what Megan's walking through, but I know that you're with her, whatever. Um, on and on. And then she stopped. Like, suddenly she stopped. And I was like, okay, like, this is weird. Like, why did she just stop? And she was like, Megan, I don't know if I'm supposed to tell you this. She's like, but God's telling me to tell you that the guy that you're with is not for you. And at that point, I was like, literally, I, I can't even describe how I felt in that moment because I was like, oh, my word, like, this is the one prayer that I've prayed for almost probably a year at that point and she literally just said that God told her that and in hindsight too like this man was in the military and so like he wasn't around so, like these people in the church like I had never gone like he had never come to church with me 
and um like they didn't know him they just knew that like i had a boyfriend that was in the military that's all they knew and so they didn't know anything like about him and so for her to say like i know that he's like god's telling me that he's not the man for you like this was like oh my word and so um i again would love to be like that's it that story's over (laughs) whatever um, that's not what happened. So, um, my, after that day, my pride definitely stepped in the way and I was like, well, like, what is, what does she know? Like, she doesn't know like anything about him and whatever. And of course I didn't say any of these things to her because, um, like I'm, I'm not a person that would do that. Um, but, and I also like, wasn't super close with her. I like knew her, but I wasn't friends with her, um, at the time. And so, Anyways, um, for a few months, it was so from like September to like March, I really felt like my relationship with God was strengthening, even though like I went to Tower Hill a handful of times. I went to church a handful of times between um, September and March of my junior year of college. But um, I really felt because I was like my individual relationship with God definitely grew at that point. I was like praying a lot more and and um i definitely felt his presence more in my life and so in um i was getting together like with rachel and all those things and i still remember what that woman said to me that day and i knew like i knew that like when she said like god told me to tell you that i was like i i absolutely knew that that was true and so in march of that year um well, I guess it would technically be up the next year, but you get what I mean. Uh, March of my junior year of college, um, me and my then boyfriend like broke up. It was very mutual, but I just like, I, I knew like I had a strong enough like relationship with God that I knew that that's not what he had for me. And, um, so we broke things off and, um, again, like awesome guy, nothing against him, but that is kind of, after right after we broke up, I actually called the woman that um <laughs> at church who had told me that and I apologized and I said, like, I'm so sorry. Like I was like, I know that I really haven't been in contact with you at all, like since then, and like I haven't really gone to church and like all those things. And she was like, Megan, I am so happy that you told me this because like I thought like she was like, I was like, was God wrong? Like I felt so bad. And whenever I said no, 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 like he was right. And I like kind of told her how that was literally an answer in prayer and God sent someone to tell me that. And so anyways, from that point forward, um, I gave my life to Jesus and I basically I surrendered. I mean, I say, I was like, I surrendered everything. Um, I mean, that's like a lot easier said than done. Um, but I, at that point was like, I don't care like what my family thinks. I don't care what my friends think. I don't, I, I know that like God wants me to be here, even if I feel like inadequate, um, to be around like these amazing people. Like, I don't care. I know that this is what I'm supposed to do. And it was the greatest experience ever. Um, I found everything that I was looking for um, in Jesus and everything that I didn't even know that I was looking for. 
um, I found like now my identity um, lies in Christ and my worth lies in Christ. And, and I just, I can't even explain to you how life changing that was. So I would say that that was a specific, um, like the specific moment um, for those who don't know, I just graduated college in May. Um, so this was like my like junior year of college was really when like I like accepted Jesus into my life. Um, so yeah, I am going to talk a little bit more um, about this and kind of how Jesus has moved in my life like since then and um, a little bit more about those insecurities and fears, I think is the right word, um, fears that I had during that time of like being one foot in one foot out with Jesus, um, a little bit. And <laughs> I'll talk, <laughs> sorry, what? Um, <laughs> I will talk a little bit about that in just a second, but I'm going to take a little bit of a break. So I'll be right back. Hi guys and welcome back. Um, so basically just starting right where we left off. Um, so I found all of these things in Jesus. I found um, identity. I found worth. I found joy. I found fulfillment. I found peace. I found all of these things in Jesus. It was, it filled that hole that I had inside my soul and it had been what I was searching for without even knowing that I was searching for it. Um, it gave me everything and more. And I say all these things, but I want to be clear that like my life is not perfect. And that does not mean that like bad things won't happen or that dark seasons won't come. Because honestly, I've walked through some of the like darkest points in my life in the past two years that I've known Jesus. Um, but the difference is, is that when I have all of these things rooted in Christ, those things cannot be shaken. And because God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, and he is the foundation. And so when I walk through life and circumstances that are tough and seasons that are dark and all of these things, I, I have that foundation and I know that God is walking with me and I'm absolutely positive that God never has pain without purpose. And so it doesn't make life easier. It doesn't mean that bad things won't happen, but it, it makes it, I don't know. It makes, it makes life a lot easier. And so I just wanted to kind of put that out there. Um, I also just wanted to speak to anybody out there today that was kind of like in the same place that I am thinking that maybe like they are not good enough because they see the people around them who are Christians or who follow Jesus and they feel as though that they are this elite group because I know that that is kind of a thought and a mindset that held me back for a long time. And so I wanted to, to speak to that person who feels like that and no absolutely not. Um, 
And I know that like for me, it was never those people that made me feel like that. That was something that I put on myself because I put them on that pedestal that they were like better and greater than I was and that they were just these amazing people, which they are amazing people. But all of us have fallen short. All of us have done things that all of us have a past. All of us have done things that we're not um, that we're not proud of. But that does not disqualify you from the love of God. God already loves you. God already wants you, despite anything and everything that you've done or said or anything. And so just know that you are not disqualified from that and know that like those people, um, don't put them on a pedestal. Don't think that they are elite. Like if they are inviting you in, be invited, be a part of it because it is truly incredible. And so I just wanted to speak to that person because I know that that is a lie that the enemy held against me for a really long time. And if I can, if I can do anything through my testimony or through this story to like shorten that amount of time that like my kind of one foot in one foot out season with Jesus, um, if I can like make that shorter for anybody, (laughs) then I absolutely will. Um, so kind of going off of that, if you have any questions at all, please feel free to reach out to me. Um, obviously you kind of got a little bit of my background, you know, that I was not, um, like raised in a Christian household and all these things. And that this was something like a journey that I went on, like during my college years while I was kind of searching for identity and worth. And so if that is a similar story to what you have, or even if it's not, um, please feel free to reach out with any questions for me. Um, I don't, I can't promise that I can answer all of them, but I love to talk to people. So I do not mind at all. Um, so please feel free to reach out. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. I am so excited to have Ryan back hopefully next week. Um, definitely hopefully next week. Cause come on, like this is not the Meg Ryan podcast without Ryan. So Anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, I hope that this encouraged you, inspired you, taught you a little bit more about me. Um, But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Have a great week. And no matter, remember, no matter what season you're walking through, no matter what you're facing in life, you are never, ever, ever alone. Thank you guys so much. Have a great week. Bye-bye.